brothers and sisters, the Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that the whole world should be enrolled. This was the first enrollment when Quirinius was governor of Syria. So all went to be enrolled, each to his own town. And Joseph, too, went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth to Judea, to the city of David that is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and family of David, to be enrolled with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. While they were there, the time came for her to have her child, and she gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Now there were shepherds in that region living in the fields and keeping the night watch over their flock. The angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were struck with great fear. The angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I proclaim to you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For today in the city of David, a Savior has been born for you who is Christ and Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find an infant wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly, there was a multitude of the heavenly hosts with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth, peace to those on whom his favor rests. The Gospel of the Lord. Merry Christmas. It feels good to say that and to say to other people actually in person and to say that here in church at Mass and not simply staring at the, the camera of an iPad. I guess we can add this to things we never imagined listing as something to be grateful for a year ago. On behalf of Father Joe, our, our pastor, Father Bill, Father John, Father Francesco, and all the other priests and all the staff here at Holy Family. We're just so happy that you're here with us. We, we thank you for navigating all the different regulations and protocols in order to be here and to be here safely. As the song goes, which seems to have been getting more airplay this year, or perhaps it just feels that way, we need a little Christmas. In fact, people have been waiting and looking and longing for Christmas since before Easter of this year. And if you need evidence, well, back in March, right as the craziness of all the stay-at-home orders began, Hallmark Channel decided to air a marathon of their Christmas movies. 
And no, I'm not a fan who joined the millions of stuck-at-home viewers who were tuning in. <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with it. Um, especially in 2020, if that helped you to get through, God bless. But it was an interesting phenomenon. They not only aired these marathons back in March, these films were offered on their on-demand platforms throughout the year. Then in the summer, they had their Christmas and July binges, and then they started their non-stop countdown to Christmas even earlier in October than they had in previous years. Television executives only do such things if they're successful, which Hallmark was. At a time where television ratings, ratings have, have tanked across the board with no live sports or new entertainment and people cutting the cord and all, Hallmark Channel's ratings actually have been up 7% from last year. What can explain this phenomenon? These films don't seem to be breaking any new ground in the entertainment industry. In fact, the Washington Post ran a Hallmark Christmas movie Mad Lib, which allows you to, as they explain, fill in the blanks and you can make your very own cheesy holiday travel movie, which was actually kind of funny. One commentator, though, explained it a little bit more thoughtfully. She explained that, especially in 2020, as the, the year wore on and people felt distressed by the worsening pandemic and then the tumultuous presidential elections and riots and everything else that was going on, they turned to these movies that contain uplifting messages about honoring family and friends and community. And the writer concluded that screenwriters have long understood that people crave from entertainment the emotions they're not getting from the real world. Which in the bizarre year that 2020 has been brought another additional thing that I didn't see coming. A point of agreement between this Catholic priest, the Hallmark Channel, and the Washington Post. Which is, there's a desperate need and desire for Christmas. Yes, the entertainment industry and marketing professionals, they know how to tap into that for their own purposes. But even before that, prior to the March Marathon of Christmas movies, people spontaneously started putting Christmas lights back on their homes. Some even putting their trees back up. What is it about these things that is so comforting? Pope Benedict XVI, some years ago, was able to hit the, the nail on the head with a reflection that's remained with me and helped recapture the joy of some of the excesses that sometimes are seen this time of year. He said, let us remember in particular, as we look at the streets and the squares of the cities decorated with dazzling lights, that these lights refer us to another light invisible to the eyes, but not to the heart. While we admire them, while we light the candles in churches or the illuminations of the crib and the Christmas tree in our homes, may our souls be open to the true spiritual light brought to people of goodwill. The God with us, born in Bethlehem of the Virgin Mary, is the star of our lives. That's why our, our being here, why what we do here is so 
to put it in another way we never did before 2020, so essential. Because as much as many people have strayed from Christianity and the world seems to have lost a sense of the true meaning of Christmas, that it's not about preparing for a day, but for a person. But there's something beautiful about the truth of this holy day, a truth that goes deeper than sappy, predictable storylines and cliche characters and snowy mistletoe settings. Something more than just family and friends and community or looking for something uplifting. Because if that's all it was about, Thanksgiving would seem the perfect non-religious holiday for, for people to market. That people are drawn to Christmas with an almost universal appeal is because at the heart of all those externals, those specials, those decorations, they speak to that universal craving that we seek from the world but are never fulfilled and satisfied in them. They reflect that restlessness in our hearts that can only be filled by our Creator. And our Creator, He speaks to us in these His words from Scripture anew. As St. Luke beautifully retells this true story of the birth of Jesus Christ, he reminds us that this good news was first transmitted to shepherds, poor, hardworking, struggling people who also had to contend with the, the weariness of this world. It was to them that the angel appears to them in darkness and invites them to let go of their fear and to behold the Christ child. This child whom Isaiah had prophesied would bring his radiant light, causing great rejoicing at the revelation that the burdens of this world had been removed, that the grip that of sin on, on humanity had been smashed by this child born, the son given, who was wonder counselor, God hero, father forever, prince of peace. No doubt we still face some tumultuous times ahead. Our celebrations today are somewhat muted because of fears and anxieties and worries, whether it's on a, a global scale or just growing from our own experiences and things that we're struggling with at home and our families or just challenges that we face that don't make headline news. Yet this good news of the birth of Jesus Christ, who enters into all of it, into our messy world, is proclaimed anew this day. He tells us the light still flickers even in the darkest of times. The joy, the peace, the answers that we seek, that time and time again are betrayed in countless ways by those in the real world, the good news is that they're found in him who is able to unite heaven and earth. One final practical challenge. Leave your Christmas lights and your displays up until February 2nd, which is not meant for Groundhog Day. Um, and if you have a real tree, you might not be able to do it with that, but some of the outside stuff. It's 40 days from now, we celebrate the day when Mary and Joseph presented Jesus in the temple, and they were amazed to be greeted by this holy man named Simeon, who rejoiced 
at Jesus' very presence, just being there, and recognized in him the light of salvation to the entire world, which is the official end of the Christmas season. As we leave those lights on, especially as so many begin unplugging them tomorrow, it will be our small way of testifying to this, this weary world the cause of our ongoing rejoicing. That light, invisible to the eyes, but not to the heart. The light brought to all people of goodwill. The God with us, born in Bethlehem of the Virgin Mary, is the star of our lives. Merry Christmas.